So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. What is up? I hope you are enjoying your life. And if you're not, you're in the right place (laughs) because we've got solutions to problems. And really, it's all in your head. I promise you that. What I wanted to offer you as just kind of an inquiry of the week is where where are you in any given moment? (laughs) Where are you in your body, right? What is your experience of you and your body? This vessel that is the container of everything you do. I just want you to think about for a moment what it actually does for you and all of the inner workings of regulation and hormones and thinking and processing, taking in oxygen, letting out carbon dioxide, growing your hair, growing your skin, growing your nails, digesting food to give you energy, right? Um, protecting you, processing all of your senses, engaging with your senses, seeing things, having information input come in through your body so that you can process what you're seeing to know how to, to respond, how to react, 
right? And then that secretes a certain chemicals in your brain, um, the storage of fat. So if we are to, you know, not have food that you have a supply of energy to utilize from, right? Being able to create new muscle from, um, from activation, right? From, from pressure and resistance, right? And force endurance, the fact that we can actually expand our capacity, our lung capacity to be able to move for longer, quicker, faster. The fact that the way that you are in this moment will be completely different in a year from now, that all of the cells of your body will regenerate the skin, the organs, the tissues. So imagine in a year's time, If you were to start now eliminating your desire for alcohol, right, that in a year's time you could be a completely alcohol-free being, right? Um, Now, it doesn't work quite the same way with the brain because we have so many associations tied with memory and emotions um, that don't unfortunately get rewritten every year. And I mean, if that did, it would be pretty inefficient, right? Because we'd have to kind of learn everything. But the systems of the body... So in any given moment, you have this, this gift that is your body that I mean, I believe is the container is the seat of the soul and it is how this soul is animated and how it sparks, right? Whatever you want to believe, like your highest self consciousness, whatever that means for you love animated, right? And I like to think of unconditional love, not as just like a feel good, like Valentine, but the, the depth of all emotion that the, um, spectrum of emotion, all of it combined is unconditional love. It's just the presence of what is who we are, the vast, the vastness of infinite possibility of different experience, right? And if there's a source of creation of some sort, right? If it's like kind of all birthed from one cosmic womb, then just like a mirror that's shattered, we are just a fraction of the same thing. We are just reflections of one another. So it's like, how can this, this consciousness, right. Or how can existence itself manifest into multiple forms? And this is just in like the dimension that we can see in this 3d reality. Um, and I love to think about the depth of our human experience because we take it for granted so often. And it's not until there's some, something that goes wrong where there's some humility, right? Like you break a toe. I've broken a toe and had to have it reset. I was, it felt awful. Um, I'm really glad that I went to the walk-in clinic because Matthew was going to do it for me. (laughs) I was like, no. Um, so, you know, and it's not until you kind of lose function of something that you're like, wow, my body. And then we so easily forget again, right? And then we get wrapped up with all of the, the, the worrying of the mind. And, you know, the question is, what, what will you do when you're no longer worrying, right? If there's no problems, how will you show up? Maybe you can show up in service to solve and help other people solve, you know, help other people solve problems. 
maybe you can just enjoy the experience of being you, what it feels like in your body right now. Maybe you can just really go into a humbled appreciation for the magic and the mystery of the vastness that's just like, wow, right? That's unexplainable. The depth of that which we do not know. And regardless of, you know, what your belief systems are beyond this time and space, there is an intricate weaving of life here on planet earth, planet earth. Wow. The waterways, the atmosphere, the trees, the bugs, the bees, right? Life wouldn't even exist on earth without the bees. Plant some uh, bee-attracting flowers on your property. The fungi. If you've never watched a documentary on fungi <laughs> like <laughs> and mycelium, it's amazing. It's mind-blowing. The salmon, we have um, salmon that flow through here in the Pacific Northwest. It's, um, you know, it was a huge part of Native American culture here. It was really the, the, the life of the blood of, of their life, right? It was like when the salmon would come and spawn and when they would come back, it was symbolism of, of just connecting with, with nature and a lot of the ways that they have access to the waterways now has really changed and dams have been put in and such. Um, but there's, um, there's some, you know, rivers that we can go to that talk about the spawning of the salmon and they make their way out to, um, the ocean and they have greater smell than a bear, than a wolf, than of course humans. I mean, we have consciousness, but when the other sense department, like we're just in our brains, we don't utilize our senses nearly to capacity of what's possible, especially our sixth sense. And then the salmon come back to where they spawn the same rivers from the, like from going all the way out, they come all the way back. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. And I think when you can think about these things and you can be in the the mystery of the wonders of life, the need, the desire for alcohol becomes less because you just get to be, you can enjoy the simplicity, singing a song in the shower, playing a new game, seeing the seasons change. Let it be enough. Why isn't it enough? And that was a big introduction (laughs) to talk about your beliefs versus your firsthand experience. And the reason that I really wanted to talk about all of that is to get you into a feeling, into a sentiment of where you are living most of the time, which is in your thoughts, which create your beliefs about the world, whether or not they are true. They become true because when we think, we think and our emotions are in alignment with our thinking. And then we take action, the action that we take from those emotions and those beliefs, those thoughts produce our results. So it's the, the way that we kind of our inner world are expressed in our outer world right now. This is not 
what like you can't control what other people do, but it's your interpretation of it that then creates your result. Right? So I can have a very different experience than the person next to me because of the way in which I see something and I see, and I choose to see things in a way that serves me and serves the other to the highest, you know, based on my beliefs, of course. And so I don't believe that mine are facts, but they're my truth. So when it comes to alcohol, you're doing this all the time, right? There's kind of this cultural narrative of normal drinking, which I dispute, (laughs) but put it into practice. You know, just because you have evidence based on the past that you've always drank socially, you don't have the evidence of when you show up differently, how people respond to you differently. You don't have the evidence of being super confident, choosing your health and putting yourself first. And even saying to someone, you know, if you said to someone who was going to kind of like counteract you of like, you're not drinking or like, you know, give you a hard time about it, um, with, yeah, I'm really trying to eliminate my desire for alcohol, what are they going to say to that? I mean, that's so powerful. And like, they might say, why would you want to do that? You know, I don't know because I don't want something controlling my brain. Right. Like, you know, like these are the facts, right? So when you show up with the truth, the beliefs about what you're making it mean about you can go away. Show up with the truth, show up with the facts, and then generate the evidence. And then you're going to have more evidence on the other side from, you know, said interaction, right? So I want you to really examine what you, what your beliefs are about alcohol. And, you know, I think in some younger generations now, Um, I just got this pin at a little market and I love it. I want to like send this to everyone. It says booch over hooch, like kombucha over hooch, which is, you know, what shitty booze is called, I guess. (laughs) Get the hooch. Um, And it's just so awesome Um, because I do love kombucha. But yeah, it's just like booch over hooch. Like there's like, there's definitely a shift And I think kids are partying still for sure, but I know a lot of younger people that are having different relationships to, um, you know, experimentation and like regular drinking. I feel like there's so many other, um, ways to expand your consciousness. The access to information is doing that a lot more for, for those that are interested, right? I know some younger people that are really into, you know, herbs and herbalism and working with all of the esoteric modalities and rituals and healing arts and just art itself and connecting in circle and in community. I mean, I know there's a lot more sister circles um, and women's circles in younger communities than for sure when I was growing up. And um, I think people are going out dancing sober, right? Um, And Regardless of that, I don't, I think that there is so much more acceptance of diversity now that not drinking um, isn't, and this is not my firsthand experience, but it is something from what I know of some younger people. And it, like even my my stepson Ozzy, like I think there are some kids that are, you know, engaging in, you know, maybe smoking pot 
Um, but it's not like there's not the peer pressure and it's not all they're doing. So this is, you know, being grown, being, first of all, just being a mature woman and being able to just say like, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Like that's my attitude about things. And like, I'm kind and I don't lie, right? Like (laughs) I break the rules without lying. I mean, I just like, don't tell me what to do. I really don't like that. It's not, it doesn't feel good. Um, and yeah, I'm sovereign. So anyway, really just like, look at where your thoughts are. What are your beliefs about alcohol? And are they true? Are they based on your first, your firsthand experience? Because someone else may have had that experience, but it's not yours. And if you want to disprove it, decide what the emotion and the thoughts are that you want to fuel that action of testing it out. Um, my coach, Stacy Bayman says, don't trust your gut, test your gut. So I love this because, um, I've talked about this on the show in the past and I've kind of gone back a little bit on this. It's like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I really feel like that could be true with like there, but there's some deeper investigation of like, it might not be a hell yes out of the gate, but what are your objections coming in? Right? Like, um, like there is this really amazing trip that I wanted to take and if, it was a hell yes, absolutely. But then the, the, um, like it was this like amazing tour to sacred sites and all of this stuff. But then of course, like there was all of these objections that wanted to come in to override it. Right. And, um, so I think it's really important to see those and like, are these true? Are these beliefs? Are these based on something that, that is actually happened? And like, how do I know? Because when you make decisions out of fear and practicality, you're going to be making the decision to stay the same. Right. And so that's what happens when you when you have unexamined beliefs and then you're, there are going to be beliefs that you are just like, yeah, that's just the way that it is that are, you can't see. And that's where coaching comes in, right? Like that's where it's like, even if there's a fact in the world, you still have a belief about how that you need to respond to that. Right. I was just talking to someone who was saying, like work gets busier in the spring, so I'll have less time for myself. And it's like, those two things don't have to equate, right? That's your thought about that circumstance. So let's solve for it now. So I really want you to take the time to examine what your beliefs are about alcohol, write them all down, see what shows up for you. And then just start with the first question, is this based on my firsthand experience? And if the answer is no, then find out and be really honest with yourself. If it's something like, you know, this is how you socialize, well, what's your objection though, right? So it's like, is it the only way you socialize or can socialize? So kind of go deeper too. Don't just take it for first hand. And it's like, well, I don't know, right? Could this be better? Well, let's try, let's try something different. So examine your beliefs, examine everything. Every thought is really just a belief. Everything, everything, everything. We don't talk in facts and there is a huge difference. I mean, 
this is what's amazing. So say you spend a little bit of time. I just had this experience of on social media and I really like don't go on social media, but I was on there. There was something I was kind of moved by something I was following a little bit and nothing was like rude or negative or like people weren't, it was just like people expressing their opinions about, you know, the way some people are and, you know, trying to really have a wider perspective and be more conscious of other people, blah, blah, blah. And it really like created all these emotions inside of me, like just triggering, like, am I doing this? Am I doing enough? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I ended up was like raking that day after. And I'm like, I really wish that I wouldn't have gone on there at all because it created all this, all these really negative emotions that I did examine, but I'm like, are these my, like, well, what's my belief about this? And then is it based on my experience? Right. Because I was kind of like almost shaming myself a little bit for not, I don't know, having this belief but then my experience, when I looked at my, what my firsthand experience was of the way I interact with people was, um, was not that right. So it's like, people can have their own words and have their own experiences and they're and, and like, have it be different from yours. And they, you can have two truths about the same thing. <sighs> Mind blowing. You wouldn't know when you look at politics, right? You think it's only one way or the other, but it's not too, it's not true. Two things can be right. Three things can be right about the same thing because it's based on personal preference. It's based on personal choice. It's based on personal responsibility. So you have to take your relationship to alcohol in your own hands. You have to take personal responsibility for mostly your beliefs about it and ask yourself whose beliefs are they? And are they serving me? And let me go generate some evidence in my body, right? And this amazing body of firsthand real experience with my senses, with my words, with my thoughts. So just get curious about it. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Like you can have this own like little internal thing. It's like, ooh, I'm going to go out with some people and just like test this belief and see if this is true, right? So report back to me. Let me know what happens. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a listener who responded to one of my emails. And I in the email, I had talked about what would fun do for the holidays. And if you're not on my email list, just go on the website and you'll there'll be a pop-up, but you should definitely get on there because I send fun emails um, and updates about you know my offerings and everything and free stuff sometimes. So marywagstaffcoach.com. Um, so I had said, you are creative. Alcohol makes us lazy in the imagination department, even when you think you're being so clever when you're drinking. And she responded, creative. I can't tell you that I'm 60 and finally believing in myself to paint furniture and walls. I would have laughed at someone that said I could do those things before I quit the poison. I'm recreating the home a bit at a time. And because of the energy and belief in myself to do it, and it doesn't matter how it comes out because I did it and I would have paid others to do it for me. Not to mention the energy I have left now because it's not wasted on planning deciding and buying what I'm going to drink for the holidays. My mind and body are free from the shackles. Of course, Mary, I have you to thank for my sanity with your podcast every week. And she told me that she never misses an episode. So you know who you are, girl. I just want to give you a shout out. I'm so proud of you. Amazing, amazing work. I 
Like what a new holiday it's going to be for you. Enjoy every moment of it. Feel that pride flowing through your body. Remember to keep asking yourself, paying attention to how much better it is. How is this better? What are you experiencing more of, right? So if you have anything like this or want a question for the show, I would love to, you to write for you to write to me. I would love to hear of your experience from the show and I'll give you a shout out because really we are in a circle here together, right? We are here to support one another because you're not alone. I've got other listeners here. <laughs> like there are other people engaging in this content. There's people that I'm working with. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Check in your beliefs, call yourself out and be honest with yourself because they're probably not serving you. Your beliefs around alcohol are definitely not serving you. And just know that one thought at a time, you will diminish your desire for alcohol, right? And so it doesn't go 100%, but if you can be like, okay, this week it's like 10% more, I don't want to drink. Next week it's 20%, right? And then in a year it's going to be like 70%. And then maybe you give yourself six more months and it's like 99%. Like, so look at the progress that you're making when you implement some of these tools. You're amazing. Bye. If a life of deeper self-mastery and feminine embodiment is calling you, but alcohol is the one constant in your way, I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's your opportunity to apply the tools and principles from the show to your life one step at a time. Together, we create the safe and sacred container to explore the habit of alcohol, the power of choice, and awaken your inner light. Schedule a complimentary alignment session where I will help you uncover the next best step for you on your journey of discovering what's possible on the other side of alcohol. Follow the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't wait to connect.